Well. What? Is. Up, everybody. It's Sunday. Ooh. I think I might start playing this as my walk-up song at clubs. Right? I usually do uh, I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett. Just because I think it's just a fun song. I mean, even if you don't know it, the beginning of the song is just cool little energy, you know? But this, well, this would change the whole thing. I don't know if this is good walk-up music. It sure is good music for this, though. Second. Now, normally, I would turn it off right there, but I'm a little high, and uh, we're going to let this one run tonight. Tell me something good. What's up, everybody? I've missed you. Back from my weekend in Peoria, Illinois, at the from the Jukebox Comedy Club. Um, I gotta tell you, man, comedy is a motherfucker. I'll tell you why. Because, first of all, it can always humble you. And humbling weekends, which this one was, uh, as far as ticket sales. I know I'm supposed to be my own hype man. Like, that's, that's what people use these podcasts for, but... All right, I just didn't sell well this weekend. I mean, at all. And uh, it was humbling, man. It was really like, ooh. I was struggling for the motivation to get on stage that very first night. And um, it was a Thursday night I was there. I was struggling for the motivation. I was looking at the tickets and I was like, fuck, man. But when I got up there, I remembered that, look, it is your stage time is what you make of it, man. So if you want it to be a fucking waste of time, it's going to be a waste of time. Or you can make something out of it. And um, I learn a lot from performing I forgot how much I learn a lot how much I learn from performing in front of small crowds I learn a lot a lot this is called Oh My Darling Don't Cry by Run the Jewels um I wish that I could, and so I did I had small crowds all weekend and so I I tr- tried to do the same thing at all the shows you know, I tried to keep them real loose. There was no set set, and there was a lot of improv, and there was a lot of fucking around, and some real talk, and all that stuff, right? Kept it real loose. 
And um, I forgot how much I love doing shows like that because, uh, and I love doing big shows too, and so, and, and pack shows. But when I do pack shows, I'm too concerned with putting on a good show. So sometimes I catch myself in, and, and I don't know if the people who are watching see it, but sometimes I catch myself um, trying too hard. And um, I have a lot of energy on stage anyway, so th- that's not it. That's m- m- how I project and all that shit isn't trying too hard. But I can tell when I am trying too hard and not relaxed. And so these small shows um, remind me how good it is to really relax um, even more than I already do. To really just take the pressure off of it to be being a good show. And that's what I mean Like when I try too hard. I'm trying too hard to make it a good show. And a lot of times... And look, that doesn't mean I'm putting on a bad show and people walk out of there like, that dude was fucking terrible. That's not what's happening. But if I applied a little bit more of the just not not caring, but just taking the pressure off of myself uh, to the bigger shows, I think, and I already have a lot of fun, but I think it might be more fun. But that's the kind of stuff I learned this weekend. And I found a lot of shit. I found a lot of jokes. I rediscovered some jokes. And then I improved some jokes around the old jokes that I think I'm going to be able to use. Um, it was a great weekend. It was, it was uh, now, uh, like I said, I'm just sorry. Only 14 people were there to see it. <laughs> it was more than 14. Um, but it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. But I had a really good time in Peoria. I had a good time, and uh, I definitely will be back. I definitely will be back there. Um, I did, you know, I'm fucking... Giancarlo Stanton went to the Yankees. Motherfucker. I mean, son of a bitch. Here's the deal. I actually, okay, I like it when the Yankees are good. I know that sounds blasphemous for a Red Sox fan. But it's more fun when both the teams are good. It really is. I like the rivalry. I love the hate. The hate is fun, but the hate is only fun when both teams are good. When one of the teams eats dicks, it's not fun. I don't when the Red Sox are good, I want the Yankees to be good. Because that makes those 19 games fucking great. Guys, everybody, one of my favorite police songs. King of Pain. Pretty good high song too. But I like it. I like to feel the tension in the crowd. And I love going to those games. But when one of the teams sucks, then I just want the other team. Well, when the Red Sox suck, I want the Yankees to suck. But when the Yankees suck, I don't want the Red Sox to suck. I don't care that much. Um, You know what I mean? But I do like them to be good. And so I I just didn't want them to be this good. But I'm excited for the rivalry to be back, man. Last year cemented it. Now we just need to get them to hate each other a little more. You know what I mean? I want to see A-Rod taking a fucking mouthful of catcher's mitt. You know what I mean? You know 
A-Rod's had a mouthful of catches bit before. <laughs> the captain wasn't the first or last time that A-Rod had his mouth on another man's catcher's mitt. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of Boston sports, I haven't been able to talk to you guys about this, but um, I got a lot of talk about uh, Gronk and Gronk's hit. Uh, I got a lot of conversations about it uh, on Twitter and in person with people. And hey, man, I can tell you what, it's my boy. And uh, he was nice enough to come and do David Ortiz's roast with us this year. And uh, super nice guy from everybody that I've talked to. And uh, But that was a dirty fucking play. And he deserved more than one game. I mean, look, he deserved more than one game, everybody. You do that on the street, somebody's dying probably. You deserve more than one game for sure. For sure you do. That doesn't mean you're a dirty player. It was a dirty play. but And that deserves more than one game. But so there was somebody on my Twitter page that was talking about how it was ra- it it was racist. It was it was a, a form of racism that there wasn't as much outrage on the Gronk story as there was like on I don't even know whatever stories, and uh, I don't think I think there was plenty of. And he, he, I think he, he used Eli's benching as a, an example that there was more outrage around that. I don't think so. But I, I don't think that there wasn't any outrage um, over Gronk's hit. I think there was a lot of outrage. And I think it was on the news cycle for an entire week. I, 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 th- I think it's so... Uh, dangerous how quick we're just whatever group you're in how how quick we are to call somebody a hate like a hate name like a like 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 a a racist or a nazi or a, or a, a homophobe or a transphobe or whatever you know what i mean like it's it's bananas how quickly we jump to that shit. That is not that is not okay. It's not okay. You know, and the and the Twitter mob is getting dangerous, you know? And I think one of the dangers of Twitter mob is we've started to treat all the indiscretions the same. Like that that Louie was the same as Harvey Weinstein, who's the same as Kevin Spacey, who's the same as uh Al Franken. We're, we're we're making it seem like all the indiscretions should be handled the same and they should all receive the death penalty. And and I I don't know I, I don't know if that treating what Alf Franken did or didn't do, he hasn't really admitted to anything. And what Harvey Weinstein Stein did are we saying that's the same thing? Like that's that's where I think we're getting also and I'm not saying they shouldn't be punished and I don't I'm not saying they shouldn't be um whatever we all want to accept we all want to say the punishment should be but it shouldn't be one thing for everybody and some things um some things and I'm going I know I'm going to catch a lot of shit for this and by the way, let me just say, guys, every meet and greet 
every weekend, someone's grabbing my ass or my cock and balls. Every single... You guys saw that thing I posted on my Instagram about that somebody messaged me about mouth mouth fucking them like I hated them or something like that. That they would kill a kitten if I would mouth fuck them like I hated them or something like that. So I I I hear you. I mean I'm not the difference between what happens to me and what happens to women though, and I say this all the time, is that I'm never in fear for my life. I'm never in fear that something harmful is gonna happen to me. So that's why I don't really uh, equate what happens to us with what happens to women. But I'm saying I do I, I do feel like there's different as because different things happen to me. I feel like there's different degrees of do you know what I mean? Of what should be said to somebody. By the way, it's called Love You Inside Out by the Bee Gees. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I understand how women feel because, again, I never fear for my life. It's more of an annoyance and not a threat. But what I am saying is there's different levels of the annoyance, right? Need to be dealt with different ways. So I'm scared that, and I'm just using that punishment as one thing. But it goes the same thing with, we 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 label people, the devil or the angel and that's it and that's not true everybody that's not true there's a lot of layers to people and every single person in the world has made a probably a horrific mistake now that what you consider to be a horrific mistake to somebody else might not be a mistake at all they're like i don't understand why that's a big deal but i did this and you might be like well i don't that doesn't seem like a mistake to me you know what I mean? We're all different. I'm pretty high and rambling. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think it's dangerous that we label somebody devil and then we la- we give them the death penalty. And there's no real trial. There's no differentiating between indiscretions or disagreements. If I don't agree with something a black dude says, eight out of ten times I hear something about white privilege or being racist. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Even if either one of those were true, which they're not. Uh, well, I think uh, I think there is. Let me get to white privilege for just a second. Um, white privilege doesn't mean guys that all white people have a good life. That's not what white privilege means. White privilege means that at the base for me, white privilege means all things being equal, all things being equal on right on paper, all things being equal, black kids, black young man, same age, Height, size, everything is a white person. Same everything, except they're black and white. The white kid's going to have an easier time. Odds are. Odds are. That's the base of white privilege. Now, that listen, if you, there doesn't mean there aren't poor white people. There are a lot of poor white people who, who live in poor white towns who have not felt any white privilege. So I completely understand that. 
But I think at the base, it's that, is that if all things were equal, the white person, I think most of the times, would have it easier at the base of it. I forget the, what I was talking about before. And I think it's something that I need to explain or else it's going to get me in trouble. Jay-Z, smile, off the 444. Um, white privilege. Oh, somebody called me racist or white privilege. Right, right. So, and yeah, I think I probably, in my lifetime, have had some, for sure, situations of white privilege. A hundred percent. I don't think there's any doubt. Um, but definitely not a racist, just because I, um, and definitely not either one of those just because I would disagree with somebody. But it's terrible how you get, and, and this is to me is what makes people pick teams. When, you, when people start labeling you that shit. I have friends who two years ago were pretty deep into the Democratic Party. And now they are pretty fucking far out of it. Because they would disagree once or twice. And just get hammered. And they were like, hey, we're on your team, but we just got, no, okay. And I know a couple of Republicans, same thing happened. They get chased out of their own party because they had like, they were like, we're Republican, but we're kind of pro-choice. And people are like, you're a fucking libtard. And that's how it went down. <laughs> you're the devil or you're the angel. And that's it. That's the only two choices you get right now. That's a fucking problem. And but yeah, that's a fucking problem. Anyways, I'm supposed to do this Spartan-like race with some guys I went to college with in February, and I'm really hoping I can clear that weekend and go. But I was I was stretching today at the gym, and when I stand up flat-footed and bend over at the waist. My arms barely make it down past my knees. No, that's not true. Knees? Yeah, knees. Hold on. Yeah, it's like mid-shin. That's not great. So I think I'm going to have to do a lot of running and shit. And you know what? Look, the whole reason... Okay. I've become total old man. I don't play basketball anymore because I might get hurt. The first... Like, the if... I don't have to. I'll always just wear the most comfortable pair of shoes that I have. I keep a pair of sweatpants by the bed. And generally, there are some sort of crumbs on the side of my bed when I wake up in the morning. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think one day I'm just going to wake up. And just be 90. And just be like, hey, all right. It's about fucking time. You know what I mean? Oh, what age do you get where you just are totally allowed to not give a fuck? Like when you're like, you know, like the age that your grandfather would just fart in the restaurant. Like my grand, my grandpa would just fucking fart in a restaurant. And just be like, although I have to tell you now that I'm thinking about it. I'm just, now I'm just talking out loud and spitballing. Maybe because you couldn't hold them in. I think you get to a certain age where that happens too. 
But then you just have to not care. So it's the same thing, right? I mean, how great would that be? Just not to care about anything. Just and just keep talking in the restaurant. Waitress right there. I love it. That's not, I'm not saying that's my one goal in life. I'm just saying that's an example of just like just wearing a robe all the time. Oh, come on. I don't even think I'd wear slippers. Maybe. I'd want my feet to be able to breathe, though. When my feet, I found when my feet get sweaty, they smell like potato chips. I discovered that this weekend. Like a Lay's, plain Lay's that comes in the yellow bag, which are delicious, on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That is dumb delicious. Not dumb delicious, scrum delicious. Um, but yeah, it's particularly good. If you, If you've never had... I'm just saying, if you've never had that. Oh, yeah, everybody. <laughs> I know you're going to be a little excited about this. It's Nicki Minaj. Starships. <laughs> what? Well, you don't think I have Nicki Minaj? Yeah. A lot of you just turned this motherfucker off. <laughs> oh man did you guys see that video the mom I posted on my Twitter feed about that kid who was bullied and now it's all over the place now and and I'm and by the way when I say it's all over the place now I'm not saying that I started it I'm just saying it's all over the place now and um Yo, it hit home so hard to me because, you know, all three of my kids were bullied. And it would just break my heart. Because as a parent, you want to go in and fix it. But that makes it worse, you know. You go in and fix it, they're going to get bullied more. You, you need them to fix it. And... You know, my style of parenting, I was always kind of inclined to at least let my kids try to solve their problems by themselves first. I didn't want them to always have a problem and just assume that I was going to take care of it. Like I wanted them to at least try and figure it out, you know, and um it was interesting to watch. They all kind of handled it differently. But the same. Interesting. Now, when my oldest son was getting bullied, he was living in Seattle with my with my ex. But you know what he did is he joined them. He he joined the football team. He joined the football team. And he didn't start bullying people, but then they were like, well, we can't, you know, he's on the squad. So it was interesting and a smart move. And I'm not sure I, that's not why he joined the team. I don't want it to seem like that's why he joined the team. It was just a happy accident. that That's what came after it, I believe. But, uh, yeah. But. So I never really got to be part of the solution or problem up there for him. 
I just remember him talking to me about it on the phone. And it was just... It's rough to hear when your kids say nobody likes me. And you know how amazing they are. And you, like... It's hard for you to fathom that somebody doesn't like this little person that you would die for. It boggles the mind how somebody couldn't like that person. Oh, yeah. Heathrow. I love this band, everybody. Have you guys listened to Catfish and the Bottleman? I like them. It's called Heathrow. Yet, it just doesn't make any sense. How could somebody, when you're sitting there in this little nugget of a person, this this being that you would, like, you never know, you never think that you would die for somebody. You would kill for somebody. But that's that's what you got in front of you. And that person is sobbing, weeping. Doesn't nobody likes me. How is it possible that nobody likes you? That's all I could think every time. How could nobody like you? Now, I wonder if every kid thinks they were bullied. I don't think I was bullied. Maybe. Maybe it's more common. Maybe most people think they were bullied. Maybe people who other people think were bullies thought they were bullied. I don't I don't know. And I don't know for like my daughter. Yeah, she was my daughter is a funny, funny, funny young lady. She's so funny. Holy shit. Always been funny. But she's always just, she's also a little odd, you know? And I don't mean odd in a bad way. She's just a little off. She would tell you that. I'm not, I'm not breaking any secrets. I don't mean odd in a bad way. It's just not, she just was a little odd. And um, she used to have some problems, but she found a really good group of friends for a while there uh, and you don't need that many you know you just need like one two good friends what the fuck everybody else you know and that's what I was telling him. I was like who gives a fuck about any of those other people you got like two good friends that is the bomb dot com and she had some really good friends. She did. And then Jakey, man. Such a gregarious young dude. He was even, he had such a different personality. It's all too much by the Beatles. Um, deep cut for all you guys, Beatles fans. Um, yeah, he, he had a different personality than his brother and sister. He was more gregarious and more outgoing and played sports and all this stuff and then something just changed not with him just with the way people interacted with him and it was i think it was around fourth maybe fifth grade fourth or fifth grade 
and he had two or three brutal years, brutal years, brutal years that, you know, I remember, I've told you guys this story before, but I remember walking into Sarah Colonna and Jiffy's office on Chelsea lately and just weeping like, because I couldn't, I couldn't fix it. I couldn't fix it for any of them. It was so frustrating. I couldn't fix it. And I wanted to see if they could. But I also knew whatever I wanted to do wasn't going to help. And it was brutal to watch. It was really brutal to watch. Um, so to watch that young man's video and, and to see the tears in his eyes, I know what the mother was doing. The mother was like, this has to stop. You know, you feel their pain times a hundred. You feel it times a hundred. It, it, you, we wear it like a fucking, like a wet blanket. And it just drags you down because you just, and you just want it off of both of you so badly. You just want them to be okay. And that's one of the mistakes, by the way, in my humble opinion, that people make as parents. When they cry, it hurts you. But you can't always run to their rescue. You can't always, ah, are you okay? Are you okay? You just sometimes, as much as your heart is beating out of your chest, as much as you want to turn, you can't. Because you know, actually, what you're doing for them is helping. You're not hurting them. They're not really hurt. If they were really hurt, you would know that cry. But it's really hard, man. Um, so to see his video was rough and to repost it and then to see, uh, I mean, people with way more reach and way more pull and influence than me and... and uh, I've reached out to him and, you know, Chris Evans wants him and his mother to come to the Avengers premiere out here next year. Dana White is going to fly him out to go to a UFC fight. Uh, the Titans reached out to him. The Tennessee Vols, you know, he's got a bunch, a bunch of people. And it's nice to see. And he also had a P.O. box. So I'm going to send something there. And, uh... Yeah, I'm going to send something there. I can't listen to this song anymore. It's I still got two and a half minutes of it. I can't do it. Oh, yeah. Scarecrow by the new... Come on. This is Scarecrow by Counting Crows. Um, All right. I got... I got into some stuff that I didn't want to get into. Motherfucker. Now I'm going to have to go back and listen to this podcast. Not that I know how to edit. But I'm kind of high. And I'm high. I don't like to talk about serious stuff. Because I'm not sure if my point comes across. Hmm. Let me see if I can recap for my own good. 
I definitely was not saying that I know what it feels like to be sexually harassed like a woman. Because I never feel fear. Or that there's going to be bodily harm or death or anything like that. I'm never intimidated. I'm annoyed. It gets annoying. It is. And frustrating. That's it, though. So it's not near that. And I think the reason I brought it up. Listen, watch this memory, every motherfuckers. Is that I. uh, Oh, hey, I'm going to be in Buffalo on February. Nope. January. Hey, also, (laughs) I'm going to be in Brea next weekend. Brea. Oh, no. It skipped to Harry Styles Kiwi. Son of a bitch. This is a good song, though. This is a good song. What? Uh, yeah, fuck you guys. It's a good song. I'm going to be in Brea 14th, 15th, and 16th with some nice surprise guests. Jiffy Wild definitely coming down and do some Wild Wolf reunion stuff. Um, but I'm also going to be in Buffalo in January. And, uh, yeah, some other shit happening. I forget what I was talking about before that started. Oh, my memory. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, um, the reason, I, th- I believe the reason I brought it up, um, was because I was just saying I, there's a groping issue and a, um, aggressive sexual message shit happening to me. Now, I'm not, like I said, it, it annoys me sometimes. Sometimes actually it makes me laugh. Um, it really does. Sometimes it makes me laugh. Sometimes the messages, the messages actually do make me laugh. It's the grab of my junk that doesn't make me laugh. But, um, and I've had a lot of die Jew stuff on my feed, right? So I understand that there's a, there's like a different level. That's all I was saying. I'm not saying I know how you feel. I'm just saying, I know that there's a different level of annoyance frustration and not everybody should be dealt with the same that's it i think what i was trying to say that's why the twitter mob is dangerous that's what i was saying so glad i got that that was uh i don't even know what we were talking about guess what everybody we're gonna end On a Harry Styles song. Now listen, I don't, I don't care who you are. You some hardo out there? Don't tell me this isn't got a good beat. What? It's pretty good. It's Harry Styles, motherfucker. Nadia, come on. It's pretty good, everybody. Guess what? I will see you out there. Love you.